The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Colvic Darksy. I'm a half-orc cleric. I'm really into CrossFit and spreading my dark seed. Shakes. I am Melvin Hardy. I am a high elf wizard. Unfortunately, sometimes I turn people inside out. on the Very Good Adventuring Team. I think we're pretty good guys already. We just burned a man to death and stuffed him in a giant's ass. <laughs> Go back to town, bury Lexi, give money to Gracie. This isn't your kid, is it, Roscoe? <laughs> I got rod, too, though. <laughs> Every, everybody's hot in this world. Don't break my heart. I'll go out there with some ice cream. And remember their skulls coming out of their buttholes. Don't work at all, just wizard. Grace might be a, a relative of Roscoe, is what we were kind of assuming at, is that we would keep her safe. Go out and bury her by my parents. And Roscoe, she looks over at you and she just says, thanks for finding my mom. Uh, and you happen to notice that there is a building for sale. Would Roscoe have a scare action? You know, whatever with Grace. Can I get Grace to fight? None of that nonsense. I've arranged a little bit of a competition between you and the super amazing adventure friends. Are you in? Yeah, we're in. Yeah, we are. Yep. I feel like if I lived with somebody for 20 some odd years and I never saw them take a shit <laughs> or go into the bathroom for an extended period of time, like, I would have questions. I'm excited to take this thing down. I'm, I'm feeling a little orcish. Do you think we should... Should we try to send the super awesome asshole friends in a different direction? We'll just assume that they're fucked. <laughs> they're going to chase their tails for a little bit. They have to fight some alpha badgers. <laughs> All right. All and right. Then let's, All right. Let's head north. West. Northwest? Northwest. North and west. Not Kanye and his children. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't that his fucking kid's yep. name? Is North? Northwest. Fucking kid, Northwest. That poor child. <laughs> Everything that kid's going to have to deal with in their life. Like, I don't often have sympathy for the rich and famous, but that kid. Mm-hmm. Man. It's, I bet you fucking dollars to donuts that kid grows up to be the next Michael Jackson. What, what does he care? Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, with a name like that, gives a shit. Kid's fucking rich. It will be for the rest of his life, most likely. I'm rich, bitch. Rich, bitch. <laughs> you can call me rich. 
All right. You make your way we, we northwest. Dis- we discuss celebrity gossip on the way up. Celebrity gossip as you're walking. Have you heard of Northwest? I feel like we need a guy with coconuts. <laughs> Patsy. Maybe someday when you guys are rich enough, you can afford Patsy's. You make your way north of town, and you are searching out for the cave that Aegis has pointed out to you. I'm going to have you guys make some rolls. Oops. Let's say me rolling. Hey, hey, hey. I have seen some D&D shirts that are like, they see me rolling, and it's the D20s on them. I thought about getting one of those, but I have not. <laughs> um, fuck, that's right. There is no... There's no, like, navigation skill. What do I want to make you guys roll? I'm going to make you guys each roll a survival check to see if you can find the indicated cave. Because there's, at the base of these, these foothills and mountains, there's, like, a fairly large number of caves over, like, the, the span of the, what the fuck ever you call the foot of a mountain range. Uh, so roll survival. See if you can find the one specifically that he's talking about. <laughs> that was a great roll. Oh, <laughs> comes back as a one. Melvin is confident every cave you come to is the right cave. <laughs> this is the one. I know it. <laughs> I feel it. Twenty. Oh fuck yeah! Oh yeah, there it is. All right, so Roscoe, you are the one that identifies correctly the cave. Uh, Melvin keeps like, this is the one. I'm sure of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just lazily putting it. This is it. You keep the it. closest one he can find. This is yes, it. of course. This, this is, is the one. <laughs> Coming across like rabbit holes and shit in the field. And, of course, this is clearly the cave. <laughs> so you guys got to keep distracting him like a, like a kid, like shaking your keys at him. Like, oh, yes, of course, we'll continue walking. Eric Trump. <laughs> I'm Eric. <laughs> so you uh, you eventually find your way to the correct cave, and it's that's yeah, a good sized entryway, you know, a good ten foot semicircular entrance, crawling down into the underbelly of this land, dark and damp and musty. And that's how uh, my half orc self likes it. Dark, yeah. damp and musky. Feeling. All cozy down here. Yeah. You start crawling your way down into this cave. We're not crawling. You can walk up, right? And I forget, we established you guys all have like dark vision and all that mm-hmm. crap. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you don't, I'm assuming you don't decide to light a torch or anything then. No. With your extensive knowledge of Umber Hulks and their patterns and, and what have yous and stockings, tell me how would you, would you go about finding an Umber Hulk in a cave? But stand at the mouth of the cave and shout. Hey, Umber Hulk. Hey, come out. I mean, if it's that aggressive, he would be kind of pissed off when his territory. Fuck Umber Hulks. <laughs> I always thought Umber Hulks sucked. <laughs> hey, guys, you know who I think really sucks? <laughs> Umber Hulks, right? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> they probably can't even come out here and fight us. <laughs> All right, man. We're all right. So we're gonna we're gonna do <laughs> just antagonize. Did, did that give, me, give me one of your uh, d twenties. <laughs> no umber hulks come oh. to your call. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, Plan B. <laughs> Yell louder. Uh, yeah. Well, I loved Plan A. <laughs> when do they hunt, and what are their typical prey? <laughs> 
Uh, their prey is pretty much everything. They pretty much hunt all the time. And really, they are creatures of the, you know, the, the underground cavern, etc. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't like, come out to hunt. They're hunting things within the okay, cave so systems. Probably a pretty big cave system. It's not just like a room. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are looking into this thing, and you, even with your swanky dark vision, you're not seeing the end of this thing. All right. Well... I guess we're all going to have to go in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm so glad. It... <laughs> so glad I didn't spray beer all over my work laptop, your laptop, and the fucking fancy recording thing. <laughs> I remember my first beer. <laughs> So you go into the cave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you enter this cave. Tell me about how you are, how you're entering this cave, battle formation. Well, are you sneaky? Are you clanging pots and pans? What are you doing? Yeah, let's if, sneak. Should we sneak? Let's see if I feel we, like we should sneak. You want to sneak? Okay. We all have dark vision, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. I say we sneak. I mean, how, how far does an umber hulk uh see got, you guys rolled the shit out of your nature rolls earlier so i'm gonna tell you that their their perception is pretty good and they can definitely you know see underground and in the dark so either yeah this thing is pretty far down or they're not in <clears throat> well i'm just wondering if they're gonna see us before we see them oh. if we're you know we both have dark vision they they also have dark vision. In fact, Number Hulk probably has better dark vision than you have. Okay, that's a bummer. So, regular form format with uh, Roscoe going in. Yep. All right. <laughs> I'm super excited I'm about it for the fucking Number Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if you find anything. Okay. <laughs> We're back here eating soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roscoe sneaks ahead. And is just about to come across the Umber Hulk <laughs> when the Umber Hulk catches the smell of soup. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what I'm gonna do is you guys, you guys are creeping around this cave system, attempting to find an Umber Hulk, and I'm gonna have you go ahead and roll two d20s and tell me which one you want to be your stealth roll and which one you want to be your perception roll. All of us. Ross goes out front, so this is all him. I designate one two perception and one two. Yes. All right, green one is stealth, and black is perception. So two for stealth and 12 for perception. <laughs> plus okay. modifiers, right? Yes, plus modifiers. So my stealth modifier is nine, or an 11. That's a, that's a pretty good uh, pretty good roll. And my perception two. is zero, so it's still a 12. Okay. So you are nearly upon this, this Umber Hulk when you come across it. You... As you've been peering through the cave, you've been noticing like little bits of scat and trail and what have you. And you uh, you see one off in the distance. And I'm going to have you do, you know what, we're going to do one more. Uh, we're going to do a contest here of its perception versus your stealth as you see it. So go ahead and roll. Is that a six or a nine? Six? Mm -hmm. That's a six. Plus nine for 15. All right, so that's going to be tied with its... Oh, wait, no. Yeah, it's wisdom is plus zero, so it's, uh, or it's perception, rather. 
Um, so you guys, you and this Umber Hulk, basically catch uh, catch each other at the same time. It, it scents upon you, or what the fuck ever Umber Hulks would do. Which is why I'm going to scoot you over to this page. And there you see, in the cave before you, a very large and very fearsome Umber Hulk. And it wheels around, noticing you. So, would we recognize this as a particularly large umber hulk it's a to our standards it's a pretty big one pretty it's big a, one yep you're you're feeling pretty happy about the size of this thing like mm-hmm. ourselves a big one, boys mm-hmm. okay yeah oh you know what and we're gonna say how do i want to do this each of you roll a d10 how far away was roscoe from us we'll get to that in just a second after right. we sort out this roll 10 5 5 so this is like 20 hours of searching in that you guys finally find this, uh, this Umber Hulk. Oh, damn. So you've consumed about half of the time you've got allotted, uh, considering that it was probably like a four-hour-ish walk to get out here. So lucky for you that this thing is a damn nice and sizable Umber Hulk. So it notices Roscoe. It is about 40 feet from where Roscoe stands, and the two of you are about 20 feet behind that. Uh, do I know if Umber Hulks are uh, weak to any elements, fire, ice, lightning, things We're of that nature? throw a rock at it. <laughs> <laughs> is that its, it's weakness? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weak to damage. <laughs> um, it does not have any specific weaknesses, no. Okay. Uh, or strengths. And, and what? Or strengths against any it of It does those? not have any strengths either. It's just a regular old damage-taken entity. Okay. So Kolvik has a 17, Roscoe's got a 13, the Umber Hulk rolled a 10, and Melvin rolled a 10. Because you two tied, by the way, on your roll, uh, the tiebreaker is your actual dexterity modifier, and his is higher than yours. That's why he's above you in the order. Kolvik, 60 feet from you, is an Umber Hulk. Mm-hmm. He knows you're there. He's yeah, he looking does. at you. Are you looking at him? I am... Well, how far can I see with my dark vision? I think about sixty feet. About sixty feet. Because if we're totally... I guess we've never established like what are you like twenty twenty vision. You're a young guy. Yeah, you've got good vision. Okay. Yeah, I am looking at this Umber Hulk, and specifically also looking at Roscoe and seeing his, um, his movement, seeing if he's ready to look back or trying to run or what he's doing. Last I heard, he might throw a rock at the guy. So. Well, he, gets, he, can, he can potentially <laughs> throw a rock on his turn, but the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to make a DC 15 Charisma saving throw. Am I? Okay. Charisma saving throw. Charisma. Charisma. Okay, Utilize yeah. your orcish charisma modifier. Did I do that? Oh, that's fucking terrible. Oh. Terrible result. I'm so sorry. But you are, in fact, under the wiles of its confusing gaze. Shit. You just gave us a warning about that, too, and I did not even heed with my mm-hmm. low knowledge of it. Uh, well, and it would make it. sense, because you rolled the worst on that, so you were the yeah. one that just went ahead and just stared, stared right, right, right the fuck at this asshole. I wanted to just... So, on a failed saving throw, the creature can't take reactions until the start of its next turn, and rolls a d8 to determine what it does on that turn. It is your turn, so you're going to roll a d8. Eight. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, do, do, do. I'm going to have you roll. I'm going to have you roll that D8 again. 
Five. Five. Okay, so I'm going to say based on that that you are out of melee range, so you do not attack Melvin. Mm. Ooh. I just look at you. I just, I don't know why. I just want to bash your head in with my Warhammer, but I can't really reach you, so... You just you just look at him and kind of breathe heavy. Melvin, you're a little creeped out. <laughs> but just so you know, on a 7 to 8, the creature makes one me- melee attack against a random creature, uh, or does nothing if no creature is within its reach. Ooh. So... So how long am I under this spell? Uh, so this is until the end of your next turn, or until the start of your next turn. Okay, that's good. Clear it out then. So yeah, you're, you're back to being normal, basically. Roscoe, right. I hate to I hate to make this sound like a leading question, but are you looking at the Umbral? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, by the way, it's basically if you're looking at its eyes is, is more or less what's going on there. So if you have like either a way to look at it, you know, through a reflection or some other way. I really shouldn't be telling you all of the strategic things you can do. But No, my immediate thought was to look around, like, the chamber for my action. Like, see if there's anything that we can use to our advantage. Like, the layout of the room. So you see the room that you're in, which is a dank, cavernous room. Uh, it is... Essentially, you guys are on one end of it, and you've progressed about ten feet. You've progressed about ten feet, Roscoe, past the entrance. Melvin and Kolvik are about 10 feet away from the entrance uh, or on the, is still in like the, the tunnel part of it. And this Umber Hulk is 20 feet from, or wait, no, I'm sorry, I said 40 feet from you. So it's about in the center of this football-shaped chamber-ish. I really should be describing these things before you guys enter combat, sorry. <laughs> so it, the, imagine you're in a football-shaped chamber. There is a bit of a stream running the short way across that you guys are on one side of it and there's another tunnel exit on the far side of it doing a terrible job describing this so he's between us and the exit is he on the other side of that stream uh he is uh he's in the middle of the stream right now okay he's you know bathing and drinking he's just going about his umber hulk life hulk life hulk life (laughs) i'm gonna shoot at his butt my ball. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot at his foot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is going to hit with 11. Uh, six total. Six total damage. He's mad. Right in the foot. He's right in mad. the foot. <laughs> oh, man. He's got, a, he's got a big arrow sticking out of his foot carapace. Is that how you say that word? I think so. Carapace. That's how I always say it in my head. Carapace. Carapace? I think I might go with carapace. So you strike him in the foot, your arrow sinks in, it squeals in agony, roars. I don't feel like this is more of a roaring than a squealing creature. It roars, and it's now its turn. Unless you wanted to move or do anything else on yours. Uh, yeah, actually, I want to scoot as far out of the reach of Kolvek as I can. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably a good idea. You want to kind of like skirt your way along the, the side of the cavern, yeah. basically. Yep. To the right. To the right. To the right. All right. Umber Hulk, seeing you as the closest entity, is going to. Hmm. How far into the cavern did you want to go? Um. You, I mean, like, are you basically going kind of just around the corner, or are you going forward? Well, I was already what twenty feet closer to the Umber Hulk than these two. Yep. So uh, and my it guess is about was... forty feet from you. So uh, I'm moving 
to the right, so I'm gaining a few feet on him, I would say, but really not venturing any farther into the cabin. cabin. Okay. Uh, so it charges, uh, it moves as fast as it can towards you, and it is it enters melee range of you, but it does not have enough time on its turn to attack. Therefore, it moves over to Melvin's turn, and Melvin, the Umber Hulk has now moved just slightly out of your field of vision. So you're going to have to move forward into the cave if you want to be able to see it. So when it moved, did it move out of the stream? Yes. Okay. Um, so it is still a little moist, if that's what you're wondering. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I will get into range, um, trying my best not to, or I should say, looking for the Umber Hulk, trying my best not to look at the umber hulk well the delightful part if you'll recall the mechanic is that when you start your turn um you know what and i totally fucked up when a creature starts its turn within i fucked up here that when a creature starts its turn within 30 feet of the umber hulk and is able to see the umber hulk's eyes so what i did to you should not have actually happened mm-hmm. okay uh, i will fix that when we get back to your turn for now, though, you did not start your turn so, in, in visual range of the, or within 30 feet of the Umber Hulk, so you don't have to go through all that bullshit. Okay. So I will get uh, in range of the Umber Hulk, and I will cast lightning on its moist self. Nice. What is the, uh, the range of lightning? Lightning. 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 Let's see. Um, Holy fuck. Yeah. Nice damage. Humberhawk's got to make a dex save. I don't. I don't really know what. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. Oh man, <laughs> he he double crit failed <laughs> on that. Thank you, uh, roll twenty for always rolling two dice. I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was going to say you asked for the range and said a, st- a stroke, <laughs> stroke of lightning <laughs> forming a line uh, of 100 feet long, five feet wide, blasts out from you in a direction I choose. All right. You launch this lightning, and I'm just curious. To tell me, tell me, what does this look like? What does what this casting this spell look like? Um, is it like, uh, like fucking coming out of your chest? Is it out of your your finger guns? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything is out of my finger guns. Nice. So. You could do you double finger gunning this, uh, or is it a single finger gun? Single finger gun only. Uh, but I'm doing it very aggressively, like <laughs> one-handed, taking a step forward, stomping down, and nice. like, yeah, teeth gritted. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. If he had double finger guns, I think he runs the risk of like draining out all his vitality. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the Umber Hulk fails its dexterity save. It is struck square in like the right side of its back as it is charging towards, uh, as it is charging towards Roscoe. And it takes the full 23 points of damage from your lightning. And a black smoking uh, charred spot appears on its side when the lightning fades away. However, it is still standing and it is still rushing towards Roscoe. Oof, what, uh, what does it look like? What's the condition of this Umber Hulk? I'm going to say that you can tell that you've not been ineffective. <laughs> Just a little bit of a char smell. He, he has not reached bloodied. Okay. Wow. Did you want to do... Well, you, you pretty much consumed your movement. Uh, you're just... I'm assuming you're kind of just inside. Maybe you went to the left 
as opposed to going to the right where he went, so you're kind of on the side of the other cavern. You'd assume correctly. Excellent. Kolvik, what I'm going to do for you, did you get the mechanic yet where you've got two attacks or anything like that? I do not believe so. I think I might get a bonus action, but no, 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 I don't think so. Okay, so what we're going to do to make up for your lack of attack on the uh, on the first part of the turn, because I screwed up and told you the wrong thing, mm -hmm. you are going to get two attacks on your turn. Well, that is just exciting. I like that. Okay, well, the first thing I'm going to do is see this Umber Hulk's feet run towards... Um, I guess it doesn't matter. I'm far enough away towards Roscoe, and I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on Roscoe and give him the plus two AC that he might need for anything coming near him. Excellent. And again, you did not start your turn within 30 feet of him, so you don't have to go through those yeah. effects we had before. All right, we're going to do a Shield of Faith on him, and then, and then I'm going to go ahead and do another Shield of Faith on Melvin. So two shield of faith coming out. Boom, boom. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Excellent. Thus consuming both of your actions and returning us to Roscoe's turn. When uh, actually, before we start on Roscoe's turn, where do you end your turn, Kolvik? I'm going to... Um, He's running towards Roscoe. Is he still about like 60 feet away from us? So he closed the gap over to Roscoe almost entirely. So he'll be in melee range this coming turn. Let's assume he's about 10 feet away from Roscoe right now. Right. And you were about 30 mm -hmm. feet from Roscoe. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and get behind, actually try to move my way towards Roscoe in a loud fashion. Maybe he'll go towards me and Roscoe can, hopefully my thought process is still get his um, sneak attack in. Okay. So the way that this enough. looks right now for you guys and for the listeners at home, is you, Roscoe, and the Umber Hulk form a triangle that's about 10 feet on a side on the right side of the cavern, mm -hmm. and about 35, 40 feet away is Melvin on the left side of the cavern. Okay. And now it is Roscoe's turn. How close is the Umber Hulk to me? The Umber Hulk is about 10 feet away from you right now. All right. This thing has a carapace, like meaning like it's, it's got like a shell. Yes, a hardened, like a beetle-like shell, but imagine that to scale. So, like, where it'd be millimeters thick on a beetle, it's, like, inches thick. That's centimeters to our friends in the UK. <laughs> All right, I'm going to smash a bottle of cleaning fluid on it. Oh, fuck. Busting out Pardon's cleaning fluid. Are you going to do anything to light it as well, or are you just smashing it on there? Uh, can I do that in the yeah. same action? I'm going to give you both. All right, yeah. Uh and seems like taking advantage of the system, like to light an arrow or something and shoot it at the cleaning fluid. I don't even know. Or what would I use? You tell me. Um, the other have, option yeah. here is uh, torch. I can always be throw it on him. I can always take a fireball to him. That was my original thought. Yeah, just to th smash that bottle of cleaning fluid on him and just kind of bolt off to the side. Sure. Right. So that's what I'll do. And I'm gonna cut. Actually, I'm gonna try to run past him with my. Uh, what is it? With your disengage? Yeah. So he does not get an yep. attack of opportunity? Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, so you are going to roll a d20. Nine. A nine, and then what's your proficiency and your dexterity? My proficiency is three, and my dexterity is six. All right. Between those two, I'm going to say that it's high enough. Uh, where, do you want hit, where do you want to hit this thing? 
Uh, dead center in the chest. Dead center in the chest. You do so, and it is like his his whole like underbelly because you can see he's kind of hunched forward in this image that I did not steal online. <laughs> uh, so you smash this bottle. You, you kind of like underhand pitch it up into his chest, and it smashes and it just shatters all over him. He doesn't take any damage from that in particular, but he is now drenched in, pardon me, cleaning fluid. <laughs> and then you bolt past him. You can get, uh, what's your speed? 30? 30. It's yeah, like you, 20 feet behind him. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's gonna, he's like, like cartoon style comes to a halt because you like slip right past him as you smash this bottle underneath him. And it's now gonna be his turn. Whoops. It's now gonna be his turn, but I clicked on that one too many times. So now we're gonna say he is, he sees you run past, but he also sees Kolvik directly in front of him. So he's gonna continue closing that distance to Kolvik. He gets within his uh, melee range of you within about five feet. He is going to make a slash with its right claw, a slash with its left claw, and then is going to try and chomp on you with its mandibles. 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 So there's a claw attack. 18. That would hit. 18 hits. That's going to be four. Nine slashing damage. Okay. Claw number two. 13. (laughs) Nope. Ooh. And now mandibles. 24 sounds like it's going to hit. Yeah, it does. So it swings its right claw down. It just rips right across your chest. The second claw whizzes over your head. It misjudges the distance. Then it flips both of them back and just crushes around your waist with these disgusting mandibles doing an additional 20 slashing damage to Oof. you. Are you okay? I'm, I'm bloodied. Oof. Not gonna lie, I, I, that hurt. Uh, so it, it, it chomps and then releases and kind of pulls back from you and gives a, a victorious roar <laughs> echoing throughout this chamber. <laughs> no, what was the bad noise? Oh. <laughs> he, no, he's making it, so he's happy. Hey, listeners. Hello. How are you? Did you have a good holiday? I really hope you did. I mean, I did. I spent most of it editing, which honestly was exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to give the gift of more podcasting to all of you. I hope you had as much fun as I did, or more if possible. So, the audio's still a little weird, huh? There's this thing called gate where it cuts off low volume sounds, and I set this setting way too aggressively during the recording session that turned into episodes 10 and 11. You can understand everything that's being said, but it just sounds goofy and occasionally echoey. It's amazing how hard it is to get sound quality just right. I have a ton more respect for the field than I did before. I know what I want to buy for our next audio rig that should clear up a lot of these issues, but we're like $800 away from that right now. It's going to be a little while. If you dig the show and you'd like to see us get there faster, you can always drop by our Patreon page and get us a little closer to bumping up that audio quality. If you're content with our quality but still want to help out, there's always the old faithful review on iTunes. Our website, thevgat.com, T-H-E-V-G-A-T.com, is a handy way to find links to all the places you can find us online. Special thanks this week go out to Roll20.net for everything they've done for the RPG community. We use them to manage our game, and it's awesome. 
I know you folks are a business and it's not like you're doing this for charity, but just know that you're doing something awesome and it's making a bunch of people's lives better. I will continue to pay for my pro subscription and I hope you folks at almost start or continue to do the same. I would also like to thank the entire RPG community on Twitter for all of the awesome awesomeness they provide on a daily basis. I never thought that I would enjoy Twitter, but now that I've found all of you, you're fantastic. Among the fabulous folks that I've found there, I want to highlight two that I've found especially awesome recently. The first is Scott from CSI Neverwinter. Not only is her podcast amazing, but Scott has been an awesome dude. I'd also like to thank the author LJ Haydorn for constantly posting and promoting some awesome stuff. You can find him on Twitter, but you should also check out his author page on Amazon. That's L-J-H-E-Y-D-O-R-N. Conveniently enough, he's also part of the Scribbler's Rest podcast. They do some fun stuff over there, folks. Check them out. One last shout-out to Chum and Cats, Cats, Cats. Y'all awesome. Thanks for listening. Whether you're from Ukraine or not, we're glad you're listening. That's all I've got for this week. Let's get back to this Umber Hulk combat. It is your turn to react to all the damage you just took. I'm, wow. I'm down on the ground, trying my hardest not to look up because he crunched my freaking face. Yeah. Um, and I know the plan about to be coming up because I see his hurtfulness with the bottle splashed on him. Not so. sure. Oh, shit. Did we skip Melvin's turn there? That's how I was wondering. Yeah. yeah, we totally fucking skipped Melvin's turn. Sorry, I I must have clicked twice on the thing. All right. My apologies. My apologies. Melvin, what would you like to do on your turn? Firebolt. 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 26 is definitely a hit. So 10 fire damage. As you do 10 fire damage, this thing erupts in flames. So there is this giant screeching umber hulk now a flame in the darkness i'm gonna have you roll 2d8 for damage an additional seven fire damage i call those the police dice by the way in my head because they're red and blue this guy has just reached perfectly and exactly bloodied by the way raging umber hulk on fire before you colvic oh by the way i'm sorry i did i just assumed you were not gonna move but you can uh, nope. I'm gonna stay where I am. Excellent. Kolvik. I am going to... This didn't splash damage on me at all, right? It did not, because the fluid didn't splash on you. Okay, wonderful. Well, I'm going to heal myself while running away from this big, giant, flaming beetle. Um, beetle. Is your healing an action or a bonus action? Because if you try and run away without taking the disengage action, it will get an attack of opportunity on you. It is instantaneous. So this thing's not distracted. It's on fire. Still hooked on me, huh? Still still just wants a piece of a uh, half-orc. It's going to get this shake one way or the other. So it's an instantaneous, <clears throat> so this would be considered an action to disengage and to run away, huh? If, if it does not say bonus action anywhere on the card, then it is an action. Okay. That kind of... Change. I mean, you can still do that. I don't want to completely dissuade you from, from going down that path. I just want you to know the consequences of your actions. Oh, yeah. What about cantrip? Same thing? Um, unless it says that it is a bon- Unless casting time says bonus action, it will consume your action gotcha. for the turn. That one did not say anything. 
Okay, well, my main thing is to get away from this beastie. So I just seeing anything if I had anything that would considered um, an extra, but I don't. So I'm going to use my turn, disengage, and run myself away the full 30 feet that I can um, away from my team members just in case something bad happens. So towards diagonal, beeline away from this guy, 30 feet. All right, so imagining the scene now, you've got Roscoe, who's kind of followed the right line of the cave. Mm -hmm. Melvin's hanging out on the left side. Mm -hmm. You're taking the 45-degree angle in between them. You disengage, roll your way around this burning umber hulk and get about 30 feet away from it. Roscoe, it is back to you. All right. So the back is turned to me, correct? Currently. I'm going to take a... Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a shot at it with my bow and arrow. Short bow. Roll a 10. Unfortunately, 10 is a miss. Your arrow whizzes past this Umber Hulk and it returns to its turn. Uh, the Umber Hulk flaming on its turn is going to... Let's see how smart this Umber Hulk is. Uh, the Umber Hulk is going to run to the center of the room, in, in other words, back to where it originally started. And it's just going to like belly flop into the stream that's in the middle and extinguish the flames on its underside, oh. thus consuming its turn. Smart Umber Hulk. He was smart on that turn. He was going to run and attack one of you guys, but it would have had to have been a different role. Melvin, it is back to you. Well, I think uh, Umber Hulk... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You know what? Roll 2d8 again because it started its turn on fire. So let's do that damage okay. and then it'll be your turn. That'd be seven. All right, so it takes another seven, and now it is your turn. Sorry about that. Well, I think an Umber Hulk lying face down in a stream of water would be pretty susceptible to another lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. So nice. I'm going to do that. You're going you're gonna to brown star this lightning bolt? Yeah. He's getting it right in the interdimensional pooper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a dexterity save, and I'm actually going to have him, because he is lying face down in a pool of water, he is going to dex save at disadvantage. He would have failed either way, so he's going to take the full 24 lightning brown star damage. This guy is not quite to the wrecked point yet, but he is not doing great. Uh, Melvin, you want to stay where you are? Um... Yeah, so did, when he ran into the stream, did he run towards me at all, or...? That would have been away from you. Away from you, so I'm good. Yeah, I'll stay put. Hence Brown Star access. Kolvik, he... We'll say that you got just a little ways up the stream from this guy. So he is about 10 feet away from you, lying face down in this stream right now. All right. Well, I'm going to um, do a prayer of healing on myself. Or a two. That amount of 13 healing, and then keep running upstream, and hopefully he'll follow me for another 30 feet. All right. You heal for 13. Roscoe, it is back to you. And how far is he from me at the moment? I think he's fairly close. He's fairly close. Let's call that about 20 feet. So you're kind of on the right side of the cavern wall, and he's roughly in the center. It's about 40 feet wide in the cavern, for those of you doing the math at home. All right, uh, I still have Kolvik's uh, Shield of Faith on me, right? Mm -hmm. You do. All right, I'm going to take a shot on him with my short bow, first of all. Okay. 
13 is a hit. All right, so you do you do 10 piercing damage. It pierces through the carapace right into his right flank. It squeals in horror again upon taking all of this damage. Then I'm going to run right up to him. You run right up to him. Yep. All right, let's... I'm going to keep him in that water so you can get another shot at him. Kolvik, he is chasing after you. Aww. So you probably made it about... Uh, I don't know, I can't do angular math in my head right now, but you're probably about... You know what? I'm going to have you... Uh, I'm going to have you roll a d20. With the P dice, 12. 12. So he is able to catch up to you, um, but you're able to like turn around so he's not attacking your back. He is going to attack you again. Mm. Right claw slashes at you. 15? Nope. That's a miss. Left claw right back from the other oh. side. Whoops. The first one is the one that counts. Yep. That's 25. It's not a crit, though. It's no. Not, it's not the other dice. Uh. Uh, so 25 hits you. Uh, it's just going to be the 9 damage. Ignore okay. the plus 4, because that would have been for a crit. And then it dives forward, trying to latch its mandibles around your waist again. And he doesn't. 10 is Ooh. a miss. What are you at for HP? Uh, right now, 12. Try to bite me. See what happens, bro. Come at me, bro. I fucking saw this thing the other day. What was it? It was a... Uh... I was like, because you're not really supposed to be able to ask another character, like, how many hit points do you have? Because that's not, like, a thing that really exists in the world of oh, hit points. Gotcha. And so I was like, how many hit points do you have? Like, the DM's like, you can't say that. He's like, okay, well, on a scale of 1 to 62, I'm at, like, a 19. <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling on a scale of 1, <laughs> one to 62? <laughs> About 19. Or whatever your hit point total happens to be. Uh, thank you, Twitter, for sharing that with me. So his mandibles miss you. He rolls right on by and scrabbles back to his feet beyond you. And it returns to Melvin's turn. This guy's about... The, the Umber Hulk is now about 40 feet from you. Uh, and you have a clear shot at him. Kolvik is not in the way. All right. I have depleted all my... Level 3 slot, so I will cast Lightning Bolt, but at a... Um, actually, I can't cast that anymore. Scratch that. So the next best thing I can do... I'm going to cast uh, Web at this guy. Timeless Classic. Web comes back. Mm, so this is basically a ranged attack, if I remember right. Mm -hmm, 60 feet. Yep, that's within that. A mass of thick, sticky webbing. At the point of my <laughs> choice. All right, so make your... This is weird, because it doesn't actually say that it's an attack roll. I thought we did it that way last time. Huh. Why did we make you do a attack roll on this last time? That's dumb. Mm -hmm. It's a deck saving. Yeah, all right. Oh. So, so you oh. cast web, and I apologize for fucking it up the first time we did it. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then the creature that starts its turn or enters it during... So when it starts its turn, it'll make that deck saving throw. Okay. All right. So webbing is in the air. <laughs> Thick ropes extend out from Melvin, coating this Umber Hulk. <laughs> right in the face. Just oh, shooting my, my web at its face. <laughs> Kolvik, back to you. So it's not quite in its web yet, correct? It's kind of in midair or... Well, the, web, the webbing and... has landed around it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I'm gonna amazingly filling a 20 foot cube. I'm gonna go up to it and enrage that it really hurt me quite a bit doing inflict wounds on it. Just grab my hands around his face into his eyes and try to get into his brain. All right, so you are entering Melvin's thick, thick webbing. So the very first thing that I'm gonna have you do is I'm gonna make you make a dexterity saving throw. Melvin, what's your DC on that? Um, 15. 15. My spell say DC or my spell attack? Spell save DC. 15. I got a 17. All right, perfect. So you are not, uh, you don't have any trouble getting through Melvin's thick, ropey webbing. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. And you critically inflict wounds on this Umber Hulk as you uh, lay your hands thereupon. Go ahead and roll your inflict wounds damage. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, we're casting that. Uh, 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 that? That's not what I wanted to do. Click on the word inflict wounds Got in the it. chat. You, uh, you daintily make your way through Melvin's thick webbing. And you, <laughs> yeah, like the, like the tinkers. So you, you delicately weave your way through Melvin's webbing and you grab onto the two mandibles of this thing. Shocking necrotic damage. I shouldn't say shocking. <laughs> uh, necrotic damage arcs out through and like in it with its head in the center and it vibrates as you're hanging on to it. And as you let go, its smoke is pouring out of its ears with its cooked brain and it drops to the ground in front of you. And you now have an Umber Hulk corpse laying in this cavern. Yay. Surrounded by Melvin webbing. Being, well, right. <laughs> Thick ropes of Melvin. <laughs> How many ropes was it? Enough to fill a 20-foot cube. <laughs> That's Did a you, lot of ropes. Does it, like, uh, does it, like, go away after a while, or? It's yeah. up to one hour. Oh, but if you stop concentrating, they'll go away. <laughs> Can we use this thing to, like, drag it? Let's grab it. And... Yeah, that's a good idea, I think. You'd have to keep concentrating for an hour, and it would be stuck to all of you, but as soon well, as you I mean, stop concentrating, it'll disappear. Why don't we just throw it in our disposable hole or whatever we got there? Well, that's using your dipstick, too. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. That is a very smart thing to do. Uh-huh. You guys push this thing down into the hole, close it on up, uh, yeah. and I'm assuming exit do, the cave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we think we'll find anything larger? Because this is a largest contest. Um, how much time do we have left? Oh, yeah, that's true. We have like half a, well, we need at least four hours to get back, but we have been mm-hmm. up for 20 hours, too. So Yeah, at this point, you guys are starting to get fatigued, so you're, you're going to want to take a rest at some point. Uh, I think it's saying by the size. I mean, you guys know uh, Umber Hulks. How big is this on the scale of what you usually find? It's, it, it's a good size, she said. Okay. Yeah. Let's rest up and then maybe look in the very next part of this cave. Yeah. Or should we just go back to town? I say we use what time we have yeah. and see what happens. Yep. Okay. So we're doing a rest up like a short rest then? You tell me. What do we need? I'm not, I don't have any damage on me at all. Um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty damaged. I can do a hit dice and we can go on. I just want to make sure that a short one won't expel more of our time. A short rest will expend about one hour, and okay. you can use hit dice to regain hit points, mm-hmm. but it will not allow you to regain spell slots. A long rest would consume eight hours, in which you do nothing more strenuous than 
mm-hmm. hanging out essentially without reading the rule book verbatim. I'll and say, that would allow you to regain spell slots. Well, I'll tell you this like, if we run into an even bigger Umbra Hulk, I'm like out of level three s- slots. So, yeah. lightning bolt's not going to happen. And that was at least probably three quarters of the damage on the last Yeah, 40, 45 some damage. All right. So, let's. Let's go back to town. Yeah, probably the best bet. We're not going to beat a bigger one in a fight without a, a lot of rest. All right. You make your way back to town. By this point, it's, uh, it's getting right around dawn when you exit the cave. You've got a giant Umber Hulk in your portable hole. A, well, a corpse of an Umber Hulk in your portable hole. And you meander your way back to town. As you enter town, it's mid-afternoon, and all the townsfolk are kind of stopping what they're doing, watching as you go by, and uh, you can tell that they're a little curious because you guys aren't dragging an Umber Hulk behind you. Like, this this is kind of like a whole town affair. Everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, watching to see what you bring back, and everybody's a little confused because you, you came back with nothing, and there's, there's still like half a day basically left worth of time. You travel to the market area, and the center of the market area has been cleared out. And there's a big stage set up there. Like, are they booing us because they don't think they don't think we brought anything? They're not booing you, but they're they're just kind of like, eh, okay, well, you know, you guys are still the new, you know, up and coming team. So is this on the good end of town, or is this still kind of on the left side of the slum of town? It's on the western side of town, so it's not the better end. Gotcha. You know what we should have done is killed like a smaller umber hulk oh is it too late to go back out <laughs> just at like this guys at this a point baby umber hulk. Oh. <laughs> all right so you guys are coming through town the so the folks in town i mean they're they're not really i guess they didn't really have much of an expectation of you guys just because you are relatively new you don't really have a reputation at this point so like you know you're not getting booed or hissed or anything like right. that they're just they look a little confused because you're not bringing anything all right let's play it cool we don't want to let on that we have yeah you know we have a big hog of a umber has hulk in our anybody else i mean is it, kind of, <laughs> is it kind of like a stage where people are showing the umber hooks around or? well this is just between you guys and the super amazing adventure friends okay so you make your way to the center of the marketplace and you see that there is a stage set up and Aegis is sitting, or standing rather, uh, Aegis is standing on this stage waiting for you and he sees you come up and you can see he's got, he's got a grumpy look on his face because he sees you come and you guys lock eyes and he sees that you're not carrying shit. He's just giving you like a disappointed dad look because you're coming back with nothing uh, from his perspective. You don't see the super amazing adventure friends anywhere in sight either. Up on the stage what you do see is there's a big T-shape, basically. It's a it's a, um, a huge timber coming up out of the center of this stage with a pivot in the center of it. And on the far end of that T-shape on either end is, is big hooks. In other words, what there is is a giant scale where, you know, you guys will stick your umber hulk on one of the hook and mm-hmm. or one of the hooks. You'll stick your umber hulk on one hook and the super amazing adventure friends will stick their umber hulk on the other hook Whosoever is heavier is apparently going to win this contest. Yeah, I think, like Melvin said, we should go ahead and hold off until the other one comes around because we don't want to show our huge hog beforehand. Right, we want to make it memorable. Mm-hmm. And, just to be shady, we're not, we don't want to cheat at all. We just want to do this legit, right? I mean, it's, if it's a weighing contest, there's a ways around You're that. You're going to crawl inside of it? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I mean, do we, are we above cheating? Do we need to? 
I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think we got a pretty good one. You're comfortable. I don't think we need to cheat. You're comfortable with the size of your hog? Like, normally I'm, like, up for all sh- sh- sorts of shenanigans. That's surprisingly hard to say. All sorts of <laughs> shenanigans? Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think our Umber Hulk is pretty big. I right. think we're okay. All right. All right. Confidence. I like it. Mm-hmm. So you climb, uh, you you climb the steps up to the stage, and Aegis walks over to to greet you, and he just says, "Decided not to bring shit, huh?" Oh, I brought shit. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. I'll take a shit on you if you just don't go on about your business. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. If you stutter like that, you're really, you know, really <laughs> striking fear in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him. Yeah, we don't worry. We got it. I mean, we don't need to say anything. I don't even want to go on stage. No, I'm, I'm gonna go take a shit. I think I'll be back later. That's what I meant by I brought shit, but I couldn't <laughs> think of a shit joke. And that, that may be the first time that any of us has been stumped on a shit joke. So right. that's kind of a podcast history here. Well, I mean, if anyone will does, I'll just walk up there and I'll just have our bag. Yeah, what's this hole? I mean. What do we carry it in? Is it in a bag or of some sort? So or? the portable hole yeah. looks like just a lump of cloth, essentially, okay. or a bolt of cloth. I think mm-hmm. would be the appropriate term. Okay. Kind of shimmering. Yeah, I'll just I'll just stand up there and not say anything and wait for the other people to show up. All right. Ro- so Melvin, Roscoe. you're gonna go take a dump. Yeah, I'm taking a dump. Roscoe, are you, what are you doing? Are you a home pooper? Which, by the way, oh yeah, I'm a home pooper. I am not, <laughs> I'm not a public pooper. I, I gotta say, we're challenging Canon here. You're gonna go poop? Oh, yeah. what, about yeah. your, what about your ass vortex? <laughs> That's right, I forgot about the ass vortex. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stand. Are you just gonna squint at him a little bit? <laughs> I'm just shitting right now. I'm just gonna stand at the back of the crowd. <laughs> I would, th- I would hilarious if you still had a vortex and you still had to go home to poop. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm so, I'm, like, like I've been pooping at home for 200 years. I just can't break the habit. Like, you just gotta go sit there for a while. Does any scent escape? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nary a fart no. around the edges of that portal. <laughs> Wizards don't fart. <laughs> They're just on the other side. It's just gold floating around. <laughs> no, that's that'll be a special trip into the other dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but I actually have something planned about the shit dimension already. <laughs> the third dimension. The, the third dimension. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So Aegis, uh, all right. So Kolvik, you went up on stage. You kind of pulled out the uh, the portable hole, mm-hmm. and you're just giving a real confident, like, cool guy nod of that you you've got something. Are you going to explain that to him, or are you going to do you want to do I'll just like say a... we we uh, we have what you want, and just kind of builds people anticipation. People want to know what we have. They can show up, kind of surround, like what's what's going on. What are they going to present? Do you? I'm going to have you make a performance check. Ooh. All right, with a 19, confused. He's not happy. He likes to be a guy with all the information, I but know. he's going to accept that you've got what you're claiming to have. That was good, too. I was kind of scared because I don't have any um, additions to performance, so that was just a straight 19, thankfully. There you go. Straight up 19. So he's not happy with it, but he accepts that you're going to produce. He says, all right, 
We haven't let him down. We have not done anything to let him down yet. There's no reason why he shouldn't trust us. So far. Although, technically, you guys never did bring Desire back to him. Ah, true. So, he says, All right, well, the other guys have gotten till six. Come back then. We'll weigh it up and see what you got versus what they got. So, at this point, you guys have got about three hours in between. Do we want to just montage fast forward through that? Just cut back to Melvin quietly pooping in a crowd. <laughs> Tension want, builds as I the crowd to lock gathers. Eyes with Aegis while I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose there's not even really any strain or anything for you, but you could push if you wanted to. Does it even make like an ozone smell or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. No ozone. Nothing happens. Like before a thunderstorm. Nope. Nobody knows what's happening. They just see like one of your eyes twitching a little bit. <laughs> All right. So fast forward to about six o'clock. It's evening time, and the town's kind of making a, a big deal out of this. It's a to do. It's a celebration. It's a it's a party. Like I said, you know, you guys are kind of like the equivalent of a sports team. Maybe not quite as popular as Pogs, but but it is a public display. You are motioned back to the stage by Aegis. And everybody's, you know, eating turkey drumsticks and drinking mead, enjoying themselves, waiting for the spectacle to begin. And Aegis motions you back over to the stage, asks you to climb up and he says, all right, it's getting to be about time. Kind of waiting on the other guys. And as he's saying that, you see from the far end of the market, the super amazing adventure friends. And they look fucked up. <laughs> they are scratched to shit they are bruised they are bleeding they are like bandaged up and they have nothing <laughs> they have alpha badgers yes so they make their way you know and the crowd parts around them and you're hearing a lot of like hushed whispers and alpha badgers alpha badgers alpha badgers <laughs> rabble 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 and they make their way up to the stage and you can hear, you're close enough to Aegis, you can hear the uh, the main dude, Lum Earthgrip, by the way, who is a rather large human, uh, human fighter dude. He walks over to Aegis, and as he's walking past, he kind of like slams him with his shoulder, like the cool guy fuck you move. Ooh, he did, he did that to Aegis? He did that to Aegis. Wow. And you, and you hear him grumble, thanks for the tip, Aegis. Oh, that's right, because we signed it as Aegis. Like, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> What was his last name? Lum what? Uh, Lum Earthgrip. Earthgrip. So, by the way, the super amazing adventure friends that you see climbing onto the stage consists of Lum Earthgrip, who is a human fighter, rather large, rather big fellow. Think, uh, uh, think Conan the Barbarian, but with, you know, heavy armor on. Big spot that tip. Regin Kak, who is a druidic rock gnome. Uh, there is Crisis Oscar Lord, a high elf rogue, and Helga Eagle Chaser, who is a human ranger. And that is the very, or sorry, the super amazing adventure friends. Episode 11, Our Best Hulk, was released on January 14th, 2018. We can't wait to see you next week on 
the very good adventuring team.